before we go on with the rest of this episode, I just want to take a moment to thank our sponsors. And recently, I was able to get a sponsorship from Ty Lopez. He's an internet marketer, an internet entrepreneur, an angel investor. And I want to say thank you because these episodes and this podcast would not be possible without our sponsors. And this is something I'm incredibly excited about. I mean, have you ever been so excited about something that you just your mind just starts buzzing and you have to tell someone about it? So that's what's happening to me. As I'm learning about how to add more streams of income from Ty Lopez's cash flow program. So that's cash flow, C-A-S-H-F-L-O-W-W. That's cash flow with two W's. And what he's been doing is he's been teaching me all about how to start a business without employees and startup costs. So you don't have to worry about all those fancy startup costs. You can get started right now. And how to build a brand on social media so you can earn an income from your brand. Whether you decide to start a podcast or whether you started a YouTube channel, I've done those things, yet even I am having the opportunity to learn more ways to earn an income. And also, you'll also learn why certain companies would rather pay everyday people, just like you and me, to promote their products and services. You don't have to be a celebrity. You don't Today, you don't have to be have a hundred thousand followers you can get started right now on starting your business without employees and you don't have to be super famous you can do this right from your very own home and basically he's teaching me all of these useful things to know about making money and I didn't realize how much potential there is right now on the internet and I was also shocked to know about how easy it is to get started I mean, it used to be so time-consuming and expensive to start your own business. You'd have to worry about hiring an employee. You'd have to worry about starting, you know, some some corporations. And while those are some things you might want to consider down the road, getting started on the internet to start making money, earning income, earning an extra stream of income is incredibly simple. And Ty Lopez has created this amazing cash flow program. That's C-A-S-H-F-L-O-W-W with two W's. And... It doesn't have to be expensive. It doesn't have to be time-consuming. It's all changed with that program. So trust me, you're going to want to check it out too. Now, here's what you can do is you're going to get a special offer if you go through and let them know that you were able to hear about his program through me. So here's a special link for you. That's cashflow.com slash yourlifeyourway. That's cashflow.com slash yourlifeyourway, C-A-S-H-F-L-O-W-W dot com slash Y-O-U-R-L-I-F-E-Y-O-U-R-W-A-Y. Again, that's cashflow.com with two W's slash yourlifeyourway. And let me know how it goes. You are not going to be disappointed. And with that, thank you so much for listening, and we'll be continuing on this with the, with the rest of this episode. Great day, everyone, and thanks for tuning in to the Strategic Possibility Show, where we discuss success and growth to help you launch potential in your personal and professional life. My name is Emmett Ferguson, and I am your host. And I have such an exciting guest with me today. His name is Matt Diamond. And this is such an exciting episode because 
when you hear about people making an income online, generating, generating income, making money from the stock market, it's so difficult to know who to listen to, who to hear from, who to you know, uh, find good information from, whether you hear like a stock tip somewhere. And Matt Diamond has an incredible, incredible story to tell because not only does he share how to do it, how he does it literally every single day or something for like three years on YouTube, he's been sharing videos of how he trades in the stock market. And we're going to go into that too. But what I think is also even more powerful than this idea of how to, because Matt literally shares how to on his YouTube channel, the exact things that he does to do these trades is learning about like how you even like get to that point. Some of the, and I see it on your YouTube a lot is you talk about like discipline and everything. Yep. And you know, we're going to go over all of those topics. So I'm so excited to hear about that. And Matt, how are you doing today? I'm doing good, man. Happy holidays onto a new year. 2020 was crazy, but um, overall can't complain. Yeah. Awesome. And, you know, just to, you know, throw, throw it out there. Um, did you make a video today or well, I don't know you like uploaded one yesterday. How'd that go? Yeah, that was good. So I do videos. I wish I could do one every day, but it's a little exhausting to do videos every day. So I do three a week, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. And then what I do is I record my screen every single day of the week. And then based on the content, whether it was good trading or whatnot, I'll kind of choose them. I try to keep it close though. So it's not too far away as far as when I recorded the screen, as far as the, the trades and stuff. And then I will, um, and then I'll edit them day of, and then I'll post them day of. So I'm going to post a video tomorrow, Wednesday. Ah, fantastic. And I think it's so interesting because that you bring that up of it being a lot of work because it is a lot of work to yeah. not only, you know, handle the, the mindset of the trading mindset, but also to know that you have to create a video and, you know, know your talking points and stuff. So, you know, I, I totally applaud, applaud you for taking on that challenge. I mean, there, I think there's a lot of people who are like, you know, I'd love to document how, you know, how to help people and how to help people get to where they want to be in terms of like financially. And you're doing that. You've been doing that for so many years. So, um, you know, I think it's one element of, you know, that how to when we get to actually see you do it on those videos. Mm -hmm. And one thing that we miss is that idea that, of course, you've documented the past three years, but yep. to get to that point where you felt comfortable even sharing it when you felt competent in your trading enough to be able to put it online. Was there like a few years that you had to, you know, think about it or practice? Or did you just like, Hey, I'm just going to start making YouTube videos about this. Can you share a little bit about that story? Yeah. And just to be like really honest and straightforward, even to this day doing YouTube videos, I still have a little bit of a, is the video going to be good? Am I doing good? Am I, is the content okay? Are the videos okay? So that really never goes away. But as far as when I felt confident enough to start posting, I just, it was, it was less about confidence and posting and it was more about what I was trying to do was a very lonely thing, right? It's, this is, it, this is not necessarily a business. I mean, yes, it's a business from being able to make money, but you're alone. It's me, myself and I. So I went, okay, what is a way in which I can connect with people and then also kind of document my journey? Gary Vaynerchuk, he always says document, don't create. So when I was going through the tough period of learning, I was, you know, rather than sit in a room by myself and deal with the frustrations, I figured maybe if I put some of those struggles out there online, I can connect with other people and then other people can maybe relate with my story and then who knows where that goes. So it was more, it came, it came from more of that, of just wanting to connect with others and 
let's see if anyone else is that is crazy enough as me to want to go down this road of trying to figure out how to trade for income so never really at all ever felt comfortable but that was kind of the overpowering I, I even though I don't feel comfortable maybe posting videos or I really don't know what I'm talking about yet it was that of well I want to connect with people so even if I screw up along the way I'm okay with that and then as time goes on you get a little bit more confident and then the whole you know the ball starts to get rolling and then all of a sudden three and a half years later here you are yeah and I think that's a very important point there because you've gone into the area of not just you know that trading and and being good at that but also this area of of you know you don't always hear of people being good at the I guess technical side or like the 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 pragmatic element or like you, you don't think of engineers as you know super successful yeah. like you know public speakers right motivational speakers but to have that and also being able to share that confidently and competently on videos you know takes a lot of time so I'm so glad that you were able to share that and on the trading side can you share a little bit about you know what kind of trading you do because you know the you've got investing, you've got swing trading, and I've seen you do like call trading, day yep. trading. Can you share yep. a little bit about that? Yeah. So when I first got involved in the market, I didn't even really understand, you know, much about it or where my place was going to be within it because it's a very big world. And to make it easier, you have to make it smaller, if that makes any sense. So I did a lot of trial and error, right? Because when it comes to trading, it's all about figuring out what works for you, not necessarily what works for others. Because just because you can be some sensational swing trader where you take four or five positions and you can hold them for four weeks does not mean that I'm capable of doing the same thing. So it was a lot of trial and error. And then I got to the point where I realized that I'm, I'm very type A, right? I have a very strong personality and I'm super impatient. And I'm also very stubborn. So if I'm in a losing position, I can be stubborn and hold it for much longer than I need to. So I took all of those traits and I developed a strategy around that to prevent me from myself. So I realized that shorter time frame, being in and out of trades very fast is what works best for me. So I am, I'm what's called a scalper, where I am focusing on all of the big names that have momentum. Amazon, Tesla, Facebook, Microsoft, all of the big names. And when they really start to get moving, all I'm doing is taking quick moves on the way up and then I'm in and out quick. So I'm not holding long term. Eventually, I would like to have a separate account where I do that. But as of right now, it's very quick trades. Get in, try to go in my favor almost instantly. And then when I'm up on the position, I just get out. Yeah, and I've seen your videos and you really do a great job of going in depth like, hey, this is exactly what I'm doing. This is exactly what I'm looking for. And this is like a point where, you know, I, I realize I got to have the discipline to, yep. you know, get out of the trade. So I think that's so powerful because not only are you sharing the, you know, the technical side, like, oh, well, this is like the pattern that's happening, yep. but also that really important mindset, that, that discipline side. And <laughs> thank you for sharing those stocks that you're working on because that's huge. That's like, you know, Amazon, Tesla. So those are like the big core uh, stocks in your, in your portfolio for what you're doing, the scalping? Yeah, so a lot of people focus on kind of what's moving that day, right? The shiny object. And that's why a lot of people get into trouble because now they're dealing with 
something that's a little unknown or very volatile. So what I do is I have a group of stocks and I, do, I have a video on this on my YouTube. I have a group that I focus on daily and it's some of the most popular names on the planet. So it's not penny stocks and things that can get pumped and then all of a sudden they go up 400% and they come right back down to where they came from. These are all of the most well-known companies on earth and I'm just watching them day to day and then trading around the technical levels that I think they could have some sort of movement around and that is it. So it took me a long time to figure that out, but just keeping my focus on a handful and then that's the focus day in and day out. That is amazing. And what would you say, you know, before the three, three years that you started doing YouTube, what would you say was like the, the most difficult barrier for yourself that you had to overcome to, you know, feel comfortable doing those types of trades and like, you know, going in on it? So I would say the barrier is probably a pretty basic one. It's just financial because you got to have a decent amount of money. I mean, you don't have to have an, an absolute fortune, but if you have 1500 bucks to your name, like you should do other things besides come to the market. I didn't start with a lot. So it was, it was, it was going really, really, really slow because if you, you know, go full speed and try to trade like a maniac on only a few grand, you're most likely going to lose all of it. So I would say the first barrier was just being able to take it very slow, be patient, which I'm not. So I had to be super patient to work my way up, build a little bit of an account, get some capital. And then after that, it was more about just, it was repetitions, right? Because this is all so new. It's like somebody who goes, who goes from, you know, trying to hit a pitch in the, the, at like boomers, you know, in the batting cages. And then you stand on an MLB plate and somebody throws a 102 mile an hour fastball at you, you're going to freak out. So it was just being able to kind of patiently, you know, build up the capital and then also just tr actually put on trades and then just have the experience to eventually feel confident about what I'm even doing. Because when you first open up all these screens, you're going to have absolutely no idea what any of it is. But the key to getting better is to just do your best to learn that much more each day. Okay, I don't get it. Okay, I kind of get it. All right, I'm starting to get it. Oh, wow, I actually think I understand. So that was probably really it. Yeah, and okay, so you touched a little bit uh, on the idea of, you know, the, the multiple screens, and I've seen your YouTube videos about like yeah. the setup and everything. So for someone who, you know, and of course you did mention building up the capital, building up the patience and it, you know, it yep. doesn't happen overnight as you've seen, as I've seen on your YouTube channel, you know, three years plus, you know, tons and tons of videos and building up that audience, being consistent with it and all of that, you know, that is, that speaks for itself. But for anyone who's like looking to get started, you know, what would you say are like the most basic, I guess, tools and computers? I mean, do you recommend jumping in with a ton of fancy technology or, or you know, what would you say, what would your advice be in that area? Okay, so as far as the actual hardware to use to trade, you do not need what I have. I just, as you go along in this, you start to like the idea of having a really cool setup. And then it's nice to splurge every now and then on a nice monitor. It looks really cool, probably more for social media than it is anything else. I do have a purpose for every spot on my screens, but you definitely do not need all of them. When I first started, and even what I used to trade for a while, I had a laptop. And not just any laptop, like you want it to be a decent laptop, you know, not one that, you know, you want to make sure you have some decent RAM and, you know, a decent graphics card so you can run the programs. But just, you know, some sort of inexpensive gaming laptop, because sometimes they can be thousands of dollars, 
but just more on the cheaper end, a gaming laptop and one monitor. I think is all you need. So maybe you have your laptop and then one 24-inch monitor, and that is it. And that's that's what I used for a very long time. And then as you start to get you know better, you want to make it look a little cooler. But when you're just starting out, two screens is more than enough. And even today, like if I had to, I could go back to the laptop and the 24-inch monitor. But I, I like the way this looks. So it's cool to take <laughs> pictures and have people like this. So <laughs> yeah, not? it's a great thumbnail, man, sure. <laughs> on YouTube. Cool. Yeah. All right. And now with the technology side, uh, you know, aside, and that's great advice of not having to jump into all the fancy things. And, you know, I guess you get used to certain things. And, you know, as you develop, you, you, you start looking for more things and you're able to spot things much quicker. I, I imagine that if someone was to start with, what do you have, four screens or? I have three. So I have oh, three two, screens. I have two 27 inch curved monitors. And then above those, I have a 34 inch ultra wide monitor. Yeah. And I, I imagine that if you were to jump into like three or four screens without even knowing what you're doing, you get overwhelmed by like, oh, yeah. you know, just reading all of it. So I, I think that's a really great, uh, great point of not having to jump in to do all of that. Yep. And on the other side, one thing that I've noticed in what you talk about a lot in your videos is this idea of discipline, this idea of, you know, making sure that, you know, you don't get stuck in a trade that starts to, to go the other way. And I, and I saw one of your videos where, you know, it, I think it was a Tesla trade and it was going up and you, you like entered at a point and then you exited at the moment that like you, I guess you noticed the pattern or whatever you would call it. And then at the same time, like a moment later, the stock was still going up. So I, I think it's so interesting that you're able to be able to get out at that moment. Can you yeah. share a little bit about that? You know, how you built up into that discipline or like what it even means? Yeah. So when it comes to, when it comes to trading, it's, it's very easy to be stubborn and not want to take the loss because we're taught throughout our entire life and school is the worst at this because they teach you that losing is bad. So when you take that mindset, which has kind of been embedded in us from the time we were kids and you bring it to the market, you're going to have an issue. So there's a big learning curve. And the, the, the thing with trading is you have to be able to cut your losers quick in order to let the law of numbers play out. Because if you take a hundred trades and you figured out how to be relatively accurate with them, but you end up holding one loser just way too long, you can wipe out all of the profits of 95 other trades, which is what a lot of people do. So I think just over the period of time, I realized that it's it's very important to be able to cut those losers quick, and it's not easy. I mean, for the first couple of years, I had this problem where I would get into a trade, it would start to go against me, and being that I'm a shorter-term trader, there is no reason to let a trade turn into an investment because then I'm an investor, and I just changed my title in a matter of seconds. So I always said, okay, I have to make sure that I just learn to be able to cut trades quick and the only way you get good at that is by actually doing it. And then after a certain amount of time, you just kind of don't even think about it. And I know that even if I, like you mentioned, Tesla continued to go higher, I have that happen to me all the time. But I know that if I build the discipline, which once again is just repetitions, I have to be, if I, if I can cut the losers 150 times, number 151 will be a little bit easier than number five. So. I knew that in order to succeed, I just had to do that. And I got better over time. And then also when I see something continue to go without me, I, whatever, who cares? The stock market is open the next hour. It's open the next day. 
I know there's going to be another setup. So really it's just understanding that over the period of a hundred trades, if I do the same thing over and over again, and I don't hold a loser a lot longer than I should, and I just remain disciplined that it will play out. And after four years of trading, now starting to really see it play out, you just kind of listen to that. So, and you don't really think twice about it, but it takes a while to get there. Fantastic. And would you say that the discipline comes more from like analyzing your losses or is it just like, Hey, I know I need to be disciplined. So this is what I'm going to do. Or, you know, how would you, what sort of exercise would you share with the, a, a new trader? Yeah. So it definitely comes from analyzing your losses. So what I do is I take a screenshot of all the trades that I've taken that day. And then I store them in a folder. And what I do is at the end of each week, I go back and I review my week. And I have been doing this since the beginning. And all it was was I basically data. And I would always go back and I would see that on the weeks or the months that were the worst, were the ones where I had one or two trades that I just let go really wrong and really south instead of just getting out. So how many times do you need to see that before you finally say, okay, I need to start listening to that. And even though it does not feel good to take a loss, if I just never let any one of those get too out of control, I should be all right. So it was just continuously going back and looking at that data over and over and over and over and over again and seeing that you know, when I let things get out of control, it was, it was a disaster. So it was really just, it was journaling of the trades, taking the screenshots of the trades and then seeing the one or two that went really bad and realizing that if I just got out quick, I could have totally avoided that. And that's really it. That's awesome. And what I didn't know until recently, and this is something you shared was this idea that you don't do it for more than you don't do it the whole day. No. Can, can you tell us a little bit about like what, what the, I guess the, the thinking behind that is? Cause I always thought, you know, day traders, they, 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 or, you know, they spend the whole day just, you know, staring at the computer screen and, you know, doing that type of stuff. But, you know, what's the thought behind, you know, 60 to 90 minutes? Is it because of time limitations or is it that, is that just a part of the strategy or? So it's a little bit of everything. So one main reason is because of mental capital, right? This is not an easy game. It requires insane focus and it's definitely stressful. So as the time goes on, your mental capital will deplete and you will not have the same quick thinking and execution and decision making as you will within the first hour, right? So hour number one is not going to be the same as hour number four. You're going to be a lot more exhausted. And then when you're exhausted is when you open yourself up to making bad decisions. And volatility is key when it comes to short-term trading. If you just go trade every second of every day, you're going to have a lot of times where you get stuck, stuck in what they call chop, which is just a bunch of sideways movement that you can't really get anything going. The most volatile period of the day is from 9.30 a.m. Eastern Standard to 11 a.m. That first hour and a half, everybody's in the market. Average guys like me and you, average girls like me and you, the big hedge funds, all the big money, they're positioning within the first hour and a half. And then after that, that's a lot of times when everybody kind of backs off and then lets things happen. And sometimes that's where the algorithms can take over and just create some really sporadic, non-clean trading. So it was all of that. And so, and after seeing that, and then also going back to my data, where did I win the most and where did I lose the most? The most of my winning trades came in the morning when it was most volatile. 
because if I chose a direction, a lot of time there was follow through. And then most of my losing trades were after 11 a.m., 12 p.m., right around that lunchtime. So I just started listening to that data. If I am losing from 11 on, then if I just cut that out right there, I can eliminate a lot of my losses. So I just started putting together rules, and I even have a little rule sheet here that just says basic stuff, you know, when to, you know, to not trade after a certain time, and, and that's it. So it's, it's depleting of the mental capital. All the, big, every, all the big money is involved up until 11, and then all of my winners were in the first 60 to 90 minutes, so I just cut everything else out. Man, that is some great stuff because that entire element of that mental capital is such a powerful thing when you think about it. And um, okay, so question, since you are a day trader and, you know, I'm familiar with like swing trading and, you know, people that go into the stock market without knowing what they're doing, you know, I've done that before, yep. but you know, just that element of stress, you know, and you're thinking about the stocks every day, especially when they're down. Oh, so yes. does your type of trading, does that eliminate the stress or are you still like you know thinking about what i'm going to planning for the next day you know is it does it end after 90 minutes or 20 minutes or what or i mean sorry 90 minutes or two hours yeah yeah so no it i'm always thinking about it i mean you have to realize i'm i'm kind of a different breed i'm completely obsessed with this this is my entire life everything from the moment i wake up till i go to sleep it's what i'm thinking about and i, and I think about even the daily activities and how to get better but the thing that it eliminates is definitely getting better is, is allowing me to get better sleep because if I have a lot of positions and then some really bad news comes out overnight and the market has a huge gap down like I already know coming in that morning that I'm gonna be down huge I don't like when I'm not in control and if the president tweets something or if some sort of crazy news happens while you know it's 11 o'clock at night I can't control that so I personally don't like it and I know that if I had a lot of positions on and then I had to deal with that on a daily basis, that would take my stress level from maybe let's say already it's a five, that would take my stress level to a nine because that's where it's just, I really like to be in control. And yes, if you hold positions, you can have big winners, but you can also deal with those days that are really bad. And then that's when your entire portfolio looks really bad and you take huge hits. And then sometimes people never come back from that. I mean, yes, overall, the market does go up, but sometimes people can take really big hits because they just, they had a little too much going in. And then that one bad day can sometimes wipe them out. So it eliminates all that for me. I may not make as much as some because they can hold a, you know, a ton of positions and let it just go for months, but I'm okay with that because I, you know, I, I think I do okay enough with what I'm doing. Yeah. And this brings up two questions that I, I, I thought of is uh, one is, do you, you know, does the news affect the way you trade? Like if you were to hear something and also the second question is, um, you know, that element of control, which I think is so powerful because most people think like stock market, Oh, well, I'm not in control of like what's happening or like, you know, I don't have control over, you know, prices and everything. And I, and I imagine that, you know, you're not banking on the idea that you're controlling prices as much as it is something else. And I was wondering if you could go into that, uh, you know, share a little bit about that. But that's two questions. Um, so yeah, so as far as the news, I don't necessarily make, you know, huge decisions off the news. What it does is I focus very heavily on technicals. So areas where I want to be long and areas where I want to be short, all the news does is get them there quicker, 
right? So if there was some crazy news and then the, you know, and then the stock market is gapping up and I have the levels where I was interested on being long, maybe the news just gets it there a little faster. And then now I make decisions based on the patterns that I like and the stocks that I like the best. And then I still make those decisions based on technicals. But sometimes the news can increase the volatility that makes that, that happen faster. But I'm not, I don't sit back and just wait for news to trade. You know, I don't need any news at all to still be able to trade successfully. It's just sometimes the news can give it the kick it needs to really get going. And, and as far as the, uh, the set, what was the second question again? Oh, the second question was this element of control that you were talking about in terms of the stock market and everything. Yeah. So here's, I realized that when it comes to the market, nobody has control. So, and that's where, when you don't have control, you can kind of, what I talked about where you can hold your losers because it's, you start to lose control and then you, and then you almost want to take back control. So you start to force things and fight it. But I've realized that I have no control. Nobody has control. But what you do is you have control of when you want to put on a trade. So I let the market make its decision and then I just ride the wave. So I've, I've gone from, you know, struggling to want to take control of it and be able to, you know, figure everything out to totally getting rid of that and realizing I, I have no control of what's going on, but I can let things happen and then react after they happen rather than trying to, you know, take control of it before that. Yeah. Okay. So what I took away was that there's this idea that, you know, of course the market, you know, Mr. And Mrs. Market is going to do what it wants to do, but there are certain ways that you can, you know, manage through all the things that you've been sharing, you yeah. know, from the mindset to the discipline, to all the, you know, technicals that, you know, through that, you have an opportunity to, you know, ultimately control your, your income outcome. basically. Yep. Okay. And also, I've seen a lot of your videos and sometimes you share a lot of like, Oh, well, I'm looking at this part and I'm uh, this part and I'm looking to see this pattern and I'm, and I don't really understand all the language, but you know, I, I get an idea of what you're doing and you know, how you're following it. And I imagine like more advanced traders will probably, you know, get it. But if, if someone was, you know, just looking at your videos and they were like, they don't quite understand, but they had you to talk to them like directly for a few minutes yeah. What would be like three, I guess, how would you explain what technicals are? And also, you know, what would you say are three technicals that, you know, they could just start looking at just to get a taste or, or feel for how you do what you do? So I, I would honestly say just looking at charts, understanding, you know, a, even what a chart is, candlesticks and being able to put it together, you know, green candlesticks, red candlesticks, what it even means. And then being able to understand just some, maybe some basic moving averages, like shorter term moving averages, because that's what everybody's looking at, right? Like I'm not the only person who looks at moving averages. So just being able to understand the basic language of everyone and everybody, I mean, not, not a hundred percent of people, because there are some people who are quantitative. They don't even look at charts. They're looking at, you know, certain, you know, price anomalies, but majority of people on this planet focus on technicals and it all starts with stock charts. So I would say just looking at stock charts to try to get a feel for even what it is. You don't even necessarily have to understand what's going on, but just starting to understand, okay, that's a strong chart because it's going up. That's weak because it's going down and just, and then, okay, that's below the moving averages. That's above the moving averages. So stock charts are important. And as far as technicals, I, I would say, you know, 
probably moving averages. And then also maybe a technical indicator that I use that I really like is called VWAP, Volume Weighted Average Price. It just lets you know the average of where all the shares have been traded kind of at that moment on a specific stock. And it's, it's good to know because you kind of see where everybody else could possibly be positioned. And it's just an intraday indicator where if it's trading below it, it's showing weakness. If it's trading above it, it's showing strength. And then outside of that, if I went a little like deeper, it, it's probably already too much to even process. So just those basics saying, look at, you know, stock charts, understand, you know, basic, very, very basic moving averages. And then a technical indicator that I really like to use on the, on, you know, an intraday basis is VWAP. And then you just look at that over and over and over and over again. Then you start to see patterns Then you start to say, okay, when it's, you know, and then you can slowly start to wrap your head around what's going on. But even after that, it's still going to be very confusing because it takes a very long time to understand what it all is and how to put it all together. For sure. And I really like that you brought up patterns because it's this idea of like, you know, when you're, when you think of, if you've ever seen a video of those athletes or like super experts in something, uh, you know, you like, I saw this one video where they were using like a professional, um, like professional CIA agent or something to put like glasses on him. And they had him like walk through to see, you know, spot like guns and things like that, or yeah. spot like criminal, you know, gestures and their eye movements, like knew exactly where to go and look for things. They were tracking yeah. the eye movements, but you put like an average person or a regular person, they miss everything. So yeah. I think that's so powerful that you mentioned the pattern thing, because, you know, as you build up that, that practice at some level, I think there's just this, you know, it's like a muscle memory almost, you know, yeah, after it many years like of second practice. nature, weirdly, it, it becomes, you look at it long enough, it starts to make sense. It's just a lot of people quit before they get there because it's very difficult. Yeah. And would you say the difficult part of it is this, you know, the, the money side and that, like that, that entire, I mean, most people are hugely attached to their money, like, you know, emotionally, but would you yeah. say it's the money side or is it like, you know, just sticking to the, to the, the guidelines side? I would say it's both because people are emotionally attached to money because that's how we're wired. So it's hard to want to lose it. So a lot of times people will be down on a position and they do not take the loss because they don't like being down. And then being down a little usually goes to being down a lot. And then also, is understanding your place within all of it. Because if you try to do a thousand different things, you're never gonna be an expert at anything. So you're most likely gonna blow through all your money. And it, what it does is it takes really figuring out, one, your personality type. You have to start from within on how to make this work. You know, So if you're super slow, relaxed, and calm, then you're probably better doing some sort of longer term style trading. If you are super intense, type A, and very, impatient like me then you're probably better off focusing on quick thinking very analytical quick decision making type of trading so it's got to fit your personality and then you have to have some sort of guidelines you got to have rules you know i'm only going to take x amount of trades per day because i know that after a certain amount i start to really just lose it i'm only going to trade within the first 60 90 120 minutes of the day because after that i start to just go crazy and then after a certain amount down I'm going to call it a day because that's when I can maybe start really making bad decisions. So I have to cut myself off because I'm just not doing well today. And then you have to take all those guidelines and then you have to, you know, make a little bit of a kind of your trading rules. And then you have to apply that every single day. 
If you have a day where you just don't feel like applying it, well, good luck. That could be the day where you take a huge loss and then it ruins everything. So it's that it's all of that together and then consistently applied on a daily basis. So it never ends, you know? Yeah. And you've touched on so many powerful things. So I can only do my best to like urge people who want to learn about investing or, or I guess day trading, not, not so much investing, um, but like, the, or, or scalp trading, I guess, yeah. right? Is that the proper? Sim a similar concept, just intraday, intraday trading. Yeah. And what is, um, so I know where your YouTube channel is. Um, it's going to be in the description, but if someone wanted to like learn more or like watch more of your, your content, I mean, what are your like social media handles and all of that, that they can come find you? Yeah. So my YouTube is by far the number one for content to actually learn, which is just my name, Matt Diamond, Matt with two T's. And I also am pretty active on Twitter and Instagram. And my Twitter is just at the Matt Diamond. And then my Instagram is Matt underscore Diamond. So those are the three main, but the, the place that's all the content that's showing exactly what I'm doing and how I go about trading is on YouTube. That's YouTube is my everything. And I'm going to continue to keep posting videos there for as long as I possibly can. So, and I have a lot, I think I have like a, almost 160 videos now and a lot of trade recaps. So those, that's going to be the best place to see what I'm doing and why I'm doing it. Yeah. And I, I think it's so powerful because, you know, I, I, just, I like to follow people's like stories on YouTube, you know, and like under, see how like they transform. And, you know, it's so cool to be able to see how you've done, gone from like, you know, a few, few viewers a few years ago to, you know, thousands of few viewers a day. And I think yeah. on, on one, on one level, you've learned so much uh, because you can learn so much about the stock market, learn about, you know, day trading, see the exact how to, like not many people you know, show the, you exactly how they're doing it. You know, they'll like put out a stock tip or something and they'll talk about it for like 15 minutes, but they don't actually share exactly how they're doing it. So that is great on that side. And, you know, I really appreciate you sharing with me, not just like the technical stuff, but also all of that, um, you know, the, the, the thinking that goes into it, which is probably a huge portion of it. So thank you for jumping onto this podcast and, you know, um, yeah, thank you. Yeah, no problem. And a lot of it, honestly, came from Gary Vaynerchuk because he said, you know, I followed him a lot and he said, document, don't create. And I just went, I'm already trading. Why not record what I'm doing and then talk about why I'm doing it? Because maybe it'll make me better because it's like if you get taught something, you become better by teaching it to somebody else. And then also maybe some other people can learn a thing or two. So really, it was Gary that brought that idea up. And the reason why I also, just to touch on it real quick, why I share what I'm doing is because there's a lot of people who are not truthful in this industry and they sell a lot of things that, you know, may not be true. So I wanted to show the honesty behind it of somebody who's really tried to figure this out and not only, you know, struggled in the beginning, but I feel like I've really turned the corner and achieved, you know, some things that a lot of people want to. And there's no better way to kind of prove that it can happen by being honest and just showing that rather than pretending and, and, and not being truthful about it, you know? Wonderful. So having uh, honesty and integrity as like a core part of your trading is good, definitely going to help take you far. And that's a, a great wrap up. So uh, thank you and have a wonderful day, everybody. Thanks.